Hi everyone, this is uh, Brian. So I have a bit of a disclaimer here. Uh, a couple of months ago, sometime in the summer, uh, right at, right around the time we recorded our uh, marijuana episode, we also recorded an episode about the mystery of M Marilyn Monroe's death. And uh, Gene lost his uh, third of the file, so the entire episode was unusable. Well, then recently he was browsing around his internet computer. No, he wasn't. He was looking around his, uh, his like, uh, finder menu, I guess, and he found his file. So he uh, sent it to me, and I put the episode together, and uh, here it is. So it is our long-lost... Marilyn Monroe episode. I hope you enjoy it. There are a lot of people who lie and get away with This week on Inside Jobs, Brian, Jean, and Lee investigate the mysterious death of Marilyn Monroe. On August 5th, 1962, famous actress and model Marilyn Monroe was found dead, allegedly from a massive overdose of sleeping pills. But was the well-connected Monroe murdered by powerful men trying to cover up their connection to the sex symbol? Joining me to discuss the deaths of Marilyn Monroe are Eugene Fireball O'Neill. Hello. And conspiracy expert Lee Golden. Happy birthday, Gene and Brian. Hi, guys. I'm Storian Brian Lane. Welcome to Inside Jobs. Okay, now talk in your real voice. Okay, now I have to talk in my normal voice because I can barely see and I think I'm losing consciousness. <laughs> Does that, you, you were saying that if you were going to try to do that, it would make you pass out, but you're, you're still with us, just kind of blurry-eyed. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm staring at a naked picture of Marilyn Monroe and loving every minute of it. You just took some diazepam. <laughs> I just took some uh, Nimbutol. No, oh, yeah, that's what it is. So let's just start out by saying Marilyn Monroe is great. She was the first woman to be naked in America. Um, <laughs> I thought that was Dolly Madison. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. Betsy Ross. Um, oh, right, right, right. But. No, seriously, she was in the first uh, issue of Playboy, which is classic. It's like her in front of like a red velvet kind of background posing. Lindsay Lohan recently disgustingly recreated it with her highly photoshopped uh, Playboy appearance. She's like kind of swimming in a pool. She was just – she was a gorgeous lady. She was born Norma Jean. Um, they, you know, dolled her up. She had a tough life, struggled to, um, to uh, get where she was. She was uh, – Married to Arthur Miller, the famous playwright, and then famously married to Joan DiMaggio, the legendary player from the New York Yankees, the uh, most hated baseball team in the world. Fuck the Yankees, but gotta love Marilyn Monroe. Jolton Joe was his nickname because he often prematurely ejaculates. <laughs> nice. That's all Brian knows about baseball yeah. is like the coming habits of baseball. <laughs> That was his locker room. No shit game. about RBIs or averages or anything. That Reggie Jackson, wow. Could he hold out? <laughs> what a performance. That Randy the Big Unit Johnson, <laughs> that he Mordecai. sure had that name. 
That Mordecai three finger Brown with only three fingers, he was coming six feet. Um, <laughs> that Jose Big Cock Canseco, he had quite a bat. Honus Wagner, the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> Did uh, you guys see that week with a week with Marilyn movie? Uh, no, but I know someone who's in it. All right, you know Marilyn Monroe. Yes, I met Marilyn Monroe in a fever dream while researching the pot episode. <laughs> God, that is just a god awful movie for one. And <laughs> oh, half, no. it seemed half, bad. What? It seemed bad. Half of the movie is, uh, what the hell was that girl's name that plays Marilyn Monroe? Well, whatever. Is Marilyn uh, Miss Mrs. Heath Ledger? Yes. Is Marilyn Monroe walking into a room and just everybody stopping what they're doing and just becoming absolutely transfixed by her? Like, wow. Like, and every time she acts, it's like everybody is just staring slack-jawed because she's just such a, it's just such a commanding performance. And wow. it's just weird Whenever... because... Uh, God, I can't believe I can't remember this girl's name. It's totally escaped. M- Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams is like... She's like a mini-me version of Marilyn Monroe. She seems very tiny. She's so... She's silent and she hits Austin Powers in the nuts. Yeah, she's so slight of frame. Uh, it, it's like it's like Marilyn Monroe was like shrunk to like 60% scale. Like, and they even like give her... Like they stuff her bra in the movie and they, like she's wearing like a padded... She's like wearing padded underwear so she'll have like a bigger butt. And she is still... Bigger ass. Yeah. So, but she's still like just too slight to play Marilyn Monroe. Is somebody knocking on their desk? That was me pounding on my table for emphasis, <laughs> like uh, the Big Lebowski. Uh, so... I went on to achieve anyway. <laughs> but basically, I didn't see that movie because anytime my parents suggest that I see some movie about history that they really like, I'm like, oh, that's going to be long and boring. And I love uh, movies about history and my parents, but uh, you know. I didn't yeah. see that movie because I only see films. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie. <laughs> I did see the the television series The Kennedys, and there was lots of great Marilyn Monroe scenes where there's like Marilyn, shut the hell up. We'll give you, you know, we'll, we'll give you the tip, but uh, you gotta uh, keep it on the down low. Um, I thought they did a good job with those scenes, and there's a very nice scene with Bobby at like a Hollywood party and um, skirted the line between. Uh, truth and fact but i thought it was thought it was very entertaining but the marilyn monroe uh, death has been always shrouded in mystery well did she od did the doctors mess up did the kennedys snuff her out was it the mafia there's all these different theories did she of the really origin. die <laughs> yeah uh she did I, by the way yeah she's, she's, she's a, there's pictures of her sorry dead to <laughs> yeah sorry to not draw the mystery out on that one she is dead though uh, if she were alive today, she would be old. She'd be in her nineties. So, yeah. So she wouldn't even really be hot anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she could have one of those Betty White careers where she yeah. shows up in terrible shows. I think we can agree, though, that it's probably a good thing that she died young. Ugh. I mean, right? that's what I think about every child death I hear about on the news. <laughs> guys moving on uh <laughs> yes Mar- brian bunsall should have died young oh god that poor fucking kid he got a he got a blank check to misery <laughs> uh, the kid in blank check died no he is fu- he's a no, fucking mess he is like in prison I think. F- full of neck tattoos and addictions yeah 
Oh, okay. Um, Brian Bonzel. Look him up and... Go- yeah, Google Brian horror. Bonzel. You don't even have to do a Google image search. Google will be like, yeah, we know what you're looking for. <laughs> um, yeah, so Marilyn Monroe was connected to a lot of uh, a lot of heavies, basically. Um, probably the Kennedys. Not, would... We're not talking about her backside. <laughs> <laughs> As I dab my cigar. Uh, yeah, the Kennedys would probably be the biggest example and now that is a legitimate thing she was connected to the kennedys in some way but whether oh, yeah, or not definitely. but whether or not she had an actual stooping affair with them is a little bit dicey if you want to read a good book um that yeah, may be infinite jest by david <laughs> foster wallace <laughs> um you you should probably read a book called The Dark Side of Camelot. A lot of the stuff in there is not very substantiated. It's kind of like hearsay and rumor, but there's some good, good stuff about just awesome Kennedys having sex uh, escapade chapters in that. So if you want some more dishing about this stuff from a semi-credible source, I would suggest reading that book by Seymour Hersh. So uh, everybody knows about Marilyn Monroe's sort of like breathy, drugged singing of Happy Birthday to the President. But can you tell us the story behind that, Lee? Uh, yeah, she sings uh, Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to the President. <laughs> I mean, I don't, there's oh, not wow. really that much to it. <laughs> but I mean, like, did, did they have a connection before or, or was that their introduction? Uh, yeah, I believe they, they did know each other before that. And there's... there's um, there's talk that um, they, uh, well, that he kind of, that she wanted to, she wanted him to get a divorce, and he sort of said, yeah, sure, we're going to do it, and, you know, she got really desperate and fell in love with him, and, um, you know, he kind of was like, all right, fuck off, and um, that's kind of hand, handed, handed her off to Bobby. Yeah, and like. It's unclear whether or not Bobby was stripping her to or if Bobby was just kind of handling the situation. But apparently one of the last um, phone calls that she took was from Peter Lawford, um, who was Jack and Bobby's brother-in-law. Yeah, that's uh, if you go back and listen to our Bobby Kennedy assassination episode, we sort of go into it. But Bobby Kennedy was kind of like the enforcer. He uh, or, or, or he was like the wolf from Pulp Fiction. He handled problems. Yeah, and protected his brother. Uh, yeah, up all of Jack's messy sex scenes. Yeah. <laughs> all of those brains that were in the back of the car. Yeah, he was like Sunshine Limited for the for the Kennedys. Oh, oh God, I just realized that there's brains in the backseat of the car in Pulp Fiction, but also in Jackie's life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's the exact situation. Um, but yeah, so so Marilyn Monroe starred in movies. Uh, as Lee said, she she was married to Arthur Miller and Joe DiMaggio. They're kind of messy divorces. Um, and when she died in 1962, she was already 30. She was 36, but her career was already sort of tanking. Yeah. Um, she had starred in some some uh, some heavy hitting movies like The Seven Year Itch, um, Some Like It Hot, a Bus Stop. Uh, but but her career was kind of kind of on the downturn at this point and uh she certain of her friends reported that she sounded depressed others said that she was seeing a psychiatrist at the time she was seeing a psychiatrist guy by the name of greenson but was there um, that night he was like one of the last people to visit oh yeah so on august 2nd or i'm sorry august uh yeah august 2nd she obtained a prescription uh, of drugs from 
Green Sun's uh, assistant. This is uh, Nimbutal, I believe it's called. Yeah, Nim- yeah, N U M B U T A L, I think. Yeah, like Mimbutal, which uh, w- was designed to help her sleep, even though she already had a prescription from the actual psychiatrist uh, for another sleeping pill. So she had a ton of drugs uh, available to her. And so on the night of August 4th, which was the, the night before she died, um, she saw the psychiatrist he came to the house to check in on her they spoke uh and then later she made some phone calls including apparently to peter lawford the kennedy brother-in-law he later said that she was incoherent on the phone yeah he tried to invite her over to dinner but she was like she she couldn't really answer and then kind of hung up apparently he desperately tried to call back try to get a hold of her tried calling a bunch of people um, and then also she that night talked to – before that talked to Joe DiMaggio's son, so her kind of stepson. And even though Joe DiMaggio, yeah, there was a messy divorce, um, he still had a, had a soft spot for, for her in his heart. And in fact, he paid for the entire uh, funeral and until the day he died, he regularly uh, sent uh, roses to her grave. Yeah, he was a dork. <laughs> <laughs> He was, he was also known as Jolton Joe because he liked to spend money on romantic gestures that made him seem like a, a dork. Um, like jizzing really quickly. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so she, she was, you know, apparently drugged when she talked to Lawford and things weren't going well. She was locked in her room from the inside. And her housekeeper, uh, you know, hadn't heard from her in the early evening. And then later that night, she went to check on her. The door was locked. So she went around to the outside, and using a fire poker, she peered into the room, uh, moving aside some curtains, and uh, it looked like something was bad. So as most people do when they think that uh, someone is dead, she called Marilyn Monroe's psychiatrist. Uh, And uh, he came back over. I thought you were going to say, fuck the dead body. That's later, Gene. What you said Uh, is most people do when they find a dead body. uh, Yeah, instead of calling 911 or the police or anything, she called the psychiatrist. And he came over and... Well, uh, death is a symptom of mania. That is true. It's also a symptom of life. (laughs) That's a quote from Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption. Um, yeah, exactly. So Ernst Hemingway once said, "The world's a fine place and worth fighting for." I agree with the second part. And the frame took it in the ass. <laughs> so he uh, is somebody clipping their nails, by the way. Uh, no, I was just playing with my airsoft pistol. God yeah. damn you, Lee! Sorry, so, I just played Bioshock Infinite, and you use a broom-handled Mauser in the game, and so I pulled out my replica of a broom-handled Mauser, and we've basically just been, like, wielding it around my apartment. Trying to have a serious conversation about Marilyn Monroe's hot, hot ass. <laughs> and I'm just playing with guns. And Joe DiMaggio's dick problems. So, uh, Green Sun broke, in, broke the window using a... Uh, a fire poker, and this will come into play later. Went inside, Man, I checked her out. Come into play. Yeah, checked checked her out. She seemed dead, uh, and uh, <laughs> he fucked her a, first to make sure she was dead. This is about three forty. Uh, the housekeeper called uh, almost an hour ago, and so they haven't really 
you know, helped her out at, in this period of time. And so immediately they call her personal doctor. And uh, this guy... The housekeeper's has, uh, personal doctor? The uh, Marilyn Monroe's personal doctor. Joe DiMaggio's uh, personal doctor. Uh, a vet. And... Uh, <laughs> This guy on that baseball field. Just imagine you couldn't afford a real doctor, so you saw a dog doctor. <laughs> Got a case of rabies. That's why you're jolting around. Um, this guy's name was Doctor Hyman Engelberg, and uh, he came over and he was like, "Oh yeah, very tight vagina." <laughs> and he he checked her out and he was like, "Oh yeah, she is dead. This is this is a dead woman right here." Uh, and then they finally called the police, and the police arrived an hour and a half after the housekeeper originally saw her. Um, now, this is where it gets weird. This is where it gets weird, because they claimed that um, they found her on her back with a phone near her hand. But when the police came in, she was on her, uh, her stomach, and there was no phone near her hand. And she was face down. Face down, on her stomach. Uh, and and the reason that this is in- interesting is that uh, their story has changed, but later in the autopsy they found that rigor mortis had already started to set in along her face and the front part of her body. And yep. the reason that that would happen on the front part of her body... All the blood is rushing down is, there, right? Exactly. The bud, blood is coagulating... Uh, as per gravity. And so if she's laying face down, it's obviously going to be on her face and on her chest as opposed to, you know, her back or her hot ass, as we were mentioning earlier. Or Wait, did, when they, f- little respect. When they <laughs> found her, did the doctor react like Dr. McCoy in Wrath of Khan and say, must have been quick, Jim. Riga hasn't set in. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And then oh, he drank yeah. himself to death. Um... <laughs> So the, the, they took her away and performed an autopsy on here. And this is where things get even worse. Because there's this guy who I believe Lee introduced in an episode. I can't even remember what it was. But the Nagooch. Thomas Tom, Nagooch. Thomas Nagucci. He was the uh, L.A. coroner. And he... This guy has seen some dead, naked celebrities in his time. <laughs> Gentle Christ. Uh, and so he was told that she probably... You know, there were empty pill bottles next to her desk. They figured it was a suicide attempt, which she had already had in the past. And he uh, asked her organs to be tested for pres- for the presence of this, um, I cannot remember the name of the drug, Membutol? Nem- yeah, I think it's Nembutol. Nembutol, okay. There, I have it in my notes. And they uh, found it, they found the barbiturates in her stomach, but they didn't find the actual evidence of pills and that's kind of the the crux of the controversy like they didn't in find all of the conspiracy theories. well well no here he wanted them to check out all of her organs like her her liver her stomach her kidneys etc he sent it to the medical investigator he tested her liver and found trace amounts and then he just burned the rest of the organs yeah. like he threw them in the cremator because he figured it wasn't important to check or so he claimed uh-huh. um and so that's where it becomes gets, it becomes a little suspicious because it, there's not enough evidence of her having swallowed enough of the drug to have actually ingested it in her stomach. And so one of these sort of wilder theories about what may have happened is that she was uh, given the drug via enema. 
Yeah, uh, uh, I've heard this one too. Yeah, so so that's one theory about what it, what could have happened. But she at took this the point, drug, or she was forcefully given. Yeah, she may, she maybe was asleep or had taken a, a, a trace amounts of the sleeping pill, but then uh, the, the actual injection that killed her was was done by an enema. Brian, now, for the audience that's not familiar with an enema, can you not describe that? Uh, yes. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and I will do that now. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate okay, that. and so then then there are other troubling aspects to the story of the housekeeper and uh, the psychiatrist, Dr. Greenson. Because they both started changing their stories. As, as said before, they claimed that uh, they found her on her back with the phone near her hand. But when the police came, she was on her front. And then the rigor mortis evidence was like, as we said earlier, seemed to imply that she died face, face first. Uh, he claimed that he broke uh, the window from the outside to get in to see like her. the glass was like on the outside, right? Yeah, but the glass was outside of, of the house. So, oh, man. That's a classic Scooby-Doo giveaway. Yeah. And then... He also uh, was found wearing... He would have wearing... got away with it if it wasn't for you damn the gooch. <laughs> also, when he pulled off his mask, it turned out he had been the one haunting the apartment complex. What? Uh, that was another Scooby-Doo. Anyway. Yeah. Um, wait, there weren't I... real monsters in Scooby-Doo? No, they were all humans. Man, Lee, did oh. you ever wait till the end of the episode? Uh, no. Or you're like, fuck this, monsters, get out of here. It was yeah, it was really scary. <laughs> uh, and um, so so yeah, so we have a little bit of controversy controversy over you know the timeline of when this happened, the um, disposal of very of critical pieces of information uh, uh, or evidence, and, as well as the shifting stories. Oh, another piece of information is that her um, her call logs were mysteri- went mysteriously missing. Oh, so yeah. they, they don't know exactly who she was calling in her final moments. And if they claim that the phone was off the hook near her hand, you know, was she calling someone or was that a lie or what happened? They should have they, hit redial. Uh, well, they didn't have that technology then because it was rotary phones. President. It was rotary phones, Gene. <laughs> 1-800-PRESIDENT. <laughs> That's how you got a hold of the president back then. It was toll free. Yeah, all one eight hundred president. I apologize for that impression, by the way. So, Lee, you probably know more of the like Kennedy uh, assassination theories than I do. So, what have you heard about their possible involvement? I mean, basically, that she wanted to go public with the fact that she was involved with the family um, in. in not wholesome manner and that Bobby was trying to control the situation but um, she said no I'm going to go to the press I want Jack to marry me and all this stuff she's like he's like he's not going to get a divorce that would ruin his career he's not going to marry you just be quiet and uh, basically she was either very saddened by this and tried to kill herself or she said she was going to go public and they had someone come in there and inject her with something but they, there was no evidence of any injection and they looked at her whole body under microscope so um that's kind of one of the theories and then there's the other theory that 
Um, oh well, wait. Just just along the, those lines, like that was always sure. sort of wild speculation for quite a bit of time. But then, yes, but... then in like yeah, in like 2006, this FBI file got released about uh-huh. about Marilyn Monroe's death. Absolutely. But it was titled Robert Kennedy, yep. and it was sort of this unsigned report that claimed exact basically what Lee just spelled out that uh, the Kennedys had some sort of involvement with her death because they were worried that she might you know. Yeah, it was an FBI out. agent working for Pat Brown, who was the governor at the time, um, and, and the governor at the time now, isn't he? <laughs> I think that's his son. Go, but... Jerry Brown. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it basically said that Kennedy Lawford, the psychiatrist, and the housekeeper Eunice Murray um, were were in on the whole thing. And Eunice Murray, um, you think Regis was involved? Eunice. Regis? Yeah, Regis Philbin. Wasn't he Peter Lawford's uh, sidekick? Uh, you're thinking of uh, Leslie Nielsen in the third Naked Gun movie, where they think he's Regis. No, they think he's Phil Donahue. Oh, fuck. No, they think he's Weird Al. Oh, right. He thinks he's Weird Al. <laughs> oh, it was jo- he was Joey Bishop's sidekick. Uh, not oh, okay. Another Rat Pack guy. Yeah, the the English one is Peter Lawford. Right. Oh, man. Um, How amazing would that have been if Regis Philbin had assassinated Marilyn Monroe? And that's how I he... mean, I, I'm willing to say it's true based on <laughs> your evidence. <laughs> based on what you just said. Yeah. So, Norman what? Mailer... Who is throwing shit? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Lee. I got a really good microphone and a lot of shit on my desk. Okay, so... Um... <laughs> is this what happens Norman when Lee Mailer... doesn't smoke pot? He's just, like, destroying things in his apartment. <laughs> Probably. So Norman Mailer wrote this book about how he thought the Kennedys did it. And he like went on this interview, this uh, news interview, and was like, I wanted to interview this woman, Eunice Murray, but she's dead. And then the guy was like, oh, no, she's not dead. She's dead. <laughs> and, and she continued to with... live for a decade. Yeah, exactly. She, so they did an interview with her, and basically she thought that the the microphones were off, and she's like, "Oh God, it's, it's all these years, and I still have to cover for this." And basically just started like babbling on about Kennedy, uh, the Kennedys' involvement, at least with Marilyn Monroe. So some people think that she was covering up something. Um, so they did do what? It. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't there, but uh, there there seems to be some circumstantial evidence at the very least that indicates that's possible. Also, she was washing Marilyn Monroe's sheets like when the police came up and it's like, um, yeah, what were you washing up? Maybe she was just like a really good employee who was like she was going to get her paycheck till the end of the week, even though Marilyn was dead. So she figured she should do a work. For her yeah. Time. Yeah. At, at three thirty in the morning <laughs> when the police were showing up to investigate it. What is she in college? Yeah, when do you guys wash your sheets? The washer oh, and dryer. At mom's the, house. Yeah, the wash. There's a line for the washer and dryer during the day. You gotta do it at night. I sleep on a wooden plank for your back problems, right? Right. Um. Yeah. So it, it, the Kennedy angle is sort of the the most compelling of all of the uh, available conspiracy theories. The mafia one is much less so. The claim is that she was stupping a mafia guy. And he just wanted to silence her. No, um, that's, you know, that's the, it. It's just the, like the it's like yeah, the mafia. That's not, that, and, that's not that salacious. It's it's like the mafia angle in the Kennedy story, which is just like, uh, not really. 
Yeah, it's like not a conspiracy theory. It's just like a thing that the homeless guys in Dealey Plaza say. Yeah. No, that angle's pretty good. That's a the pretty homeless good... guys in Dealey Plaza. Yeah, but this one is just eh, boring. Uh, the uh, uh, but the real salacious claim is that Marilyn Monroe's ghost actually killed both Jack and Bobby in order to get revenge. Oh man, that's some pretty good ghost revenge right there. Yeah, that's a perfect circle right there. So, like, was she, did she, was she the second gunman then, or? <laughs> no, she possessed Oswald and Sir Han, Sir Han, and that's why they had no memory of the shooting. Oh. Yeah, I like that theory. But then she, she was the Dr. Pepper that I like that almost as it. much as Regis Philbin killed Marilyn Monroe. Well, the, thinking yeah. that he was Weird Al. <laughs> yeah. Regis Philbin in a moment of madness, thought that he was Weird Al. By the way, Weird Al came and played at the Alameda County Fair um, a couple weeks ago, and I told someone, I was like, yeah, Weird Al's coming, and they went, Yankovich? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, Weird Al Philbin, who the fuck you think? Oh, man. Weird Al Philbin. Man, being John Malkovich was a pretty good movie, but I would much rather see being Regis Philbin. <laughs> I want to find the portal into that guy's head and see what kind of antics he's up to. I'm crazy, Brian. <laughs> I'm crazy. Nuts. Man, this guy is Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is in that movie as a bald Charlie Sheen. God, the best part of that movie is that he his nickname from John Malkovich is Machine, and his <laughs> nickname from John Malkovich is Malcatraz. <laughs> And also, he talks about how he's still married to, uh, what's her name? Um, the lady that he betrayed. His Denise wife. Richards? Denise Richards, yeah. The world's greatest Bond girl, Denise Richards. So, in that alternate universe of the future of John Malkovich, I'm assuming that they get back together later. Sure. Does that movie take place in the future? There's a, There's a scene, scene in, in the, the future. End. Yeah. That movie is Back to the Future. Um, okay, so Marilyn Monroe, so yeah. Inside Job. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so Lee, what do you think? Marilyn Monroe, inside job? Uh, I think that there was probably a cover-up for the fact that everyone working her for her was a complete and utter idiot. <laughs> and they probably could have saved her life and by, like, opening the door. Gene, what do you think? Inside job? Uh, yeah, I definitely... I'm all over the Regis Philbin theory. <laughs> <laughs> Weird Al Philbin theory. I th- I think it's uh I th- I think it's more along the lines of what what Lee said. I think she she had uh, she had people working for her that wanted to cover up something, you know, possibly evidence of her spiraling out of control life uh or her excessive drug use or something. And uh so th- there was some sort of cover up and they just, you know, delayed calling the cops after she died in order to maybe save her, save her uh, persona or her, her, her celebrity. And uh, I think that's what and really it happened. It really did. To this day, she is famous. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting cast in all these Hollywood she roles. And even disab- though, she- yeah, no one would remember who she was. If they hadn't flipped her over. <laughs> yeah, they would have never had that uh, that song by. Uh, What's his name? The uh, Elton John. Yeah, they would be like, "Who, Doctor Marvin Monroe?" <laughs> yeah, that song would just be about Princess Die. Oh wait, he changed it to be about Princess Die. Yeah. Is he gonna rewrite it for the royal baby now? <laughs> about when the royal baby dies? 
Yeah, just like just like to file it away for when the baby dies when he's like ninety two. I think he has okay. a version for everybody. Everyone in the royal family. Just everybody. Or just for every everyone. beautiful blonde lady that he's into even though he's gay. No, he played um the circle of life, right? For the uh Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye Mustafa. Goodbye Mustafa. <laughs> you mean Mufasa? Whatever. <laughs> Who's Mustafa? Who is Mustafa? Oh. Alright, guys. That was a great app. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Let's be real here. It was pretty shitty. <laughs> uh, if you would like to get in touch with us to tell us about your theory about Marilyn Monroe's death, at Inside Jobscast is where you can find us on Twitter. You can email us, insidejobscast at gmail.com. Or you can always call our hotline, 413-225-1963. The year JFK paid for his crimes. Um, our website is insidejobscast.com. You can go there for some sweet shit that I've written or other episodes. Brian, someone's uh, trying to steal your car. Oh, yeah, I know. Fuck. Sorry, guys. i got to go handle this. Um, but, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm this sorry. Is, this is really unprofessional. I know. Also, I'm not wearing pants. Oh, God. A, um, a perfect episode ruined... But I would also like to say, if you want to go in and, and rate our <laughs> perfect show, this show that is so God, professional. God, first Regis Philbin, in his role in Marilyn Monroe's murder, gets outed, and then someone <laughs> breaks into his car. <laughs> <sighs> okay, if you would like to rate us on iTunes, that would be a huge help. Because... And give us those suggestions of like what you want to see on the show. Yeah, what kind show. of episodes would you like to to hear on the show? But more importantly, rate us on iTunes. Yeah, and hey, rate us tell, on iTunes. Tell us, tell your fucking friends about us. They probably would like this show. Yeah, well, yeah if you like the show, you probably have some friends that are also into this kind of bullshit. Yeah, you no longer have to be embarrassed that you listen to this show. Well, I guess that's not true. Yeah, yeah I'm, pre- I'm embarrassed to be involved. <laughs> yeah, people ask yeah, me what I'm doing on the be- weekend. And probably. I told them I'm going to a Hitler Youth rally. <laughs> probably best that you keep it to yourself that you listen to this show. Yeah. My friends all want to know when, when I record it so they can make sure to time their canceling of plans perfectly. Yeah, that's the real conspiracy that you have any friends other than us. I mean, it's a great time to cancel plans. <laughs> it ruins my Saturday every other week. Yeah. So go rate Brian's plans on iTunes as no stars. Zero stars for my plans. My plan is literally edit the fucking show. Maybe um, also go to the YouTube channel Lee Golden Sucks and tell that guy that he sucks. Yeah, Lee is really obsessed with his troll. All right, thank you everyone for for listening and hearing us talk about Marilyn Monroe being on her back or her face. It's a real conspiracy. Uh, we will be yeah. back next week. Follow with that f- ass. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> Boom! All up in that. Uh, no, we will be back next week with a full-length episode, and until then, follow the money. You've been listening nope, to some nope. stupid bullshit. Until next week, follow the Monroe. Nice. Nailed it. Oh, sweet. So hot in here.
All right, export that. I'll try to save it in editing.